Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Conference basketball scheduling change as a cost-saving measure in the big sky. It's Tutel Nuanez, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon coming out of a Memorial Day weekend. Hope you had a great three-day weekend. We appreciate you being here with us. I uh, dug up some dirt and put some bricks in the ground. Uh, It took me about two days. I created about three square feet of uneven space. I feel very good about my uh, accomplishments over the weekend. How's your back feeling? Back's okay. It's good. Uh, My... uh, mental sort of stability is is shaky at the moment at the moment fair point uh if you would like to listen to the show and you are on your computer device etc you feel free to listen live all the time thanks to the stream it's at 1029espn.com the stream available whenever you'd like to listen including of course this show live the stream is there thanks to our friends at opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity if you want to pick up your phone and call you can do that as well 329-1899 the phone number check that check that colter who didn't update the deal they didn't you update haven't even the deal. updated it. 361-3688. That's right. Just throwing it back. 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And if you missed anything in the first hour, well, you listen again at your pace on your time on the podcast. The Tutel New Honest podcast is available all the time. It's there thanks to Blackfoot as well as our friends at Alpine Touch. Coulter, um, 
Tom Wistersill uh, announced last week that there would be, uh, uh, well, actually, there's a number of sports that are having sort of truncated regular seasons. Uh, softball uh, already next year is going to have a reduced number of games, and then only four teams rather than six are going to go to the Big Sky Conference tournament, as has been the case in the past. Uh, and there's enough volleyball, soccer, I think all, all, ha- all, all these sports are going to experience uh, less games. That is also the case for basketball. They're going to move from a 20-game uh, round-robin style. There's 11 teams participating in Big Sky Conference basketball, men's and women's. Uh, they So they play 20 games. That means you get a home-and-home with everybody, which was something that a lot of people wanted and got. Uh what did they say? They did like 90-something iterations of schedules to try and figure out how to make it like work. 93, yeah. Because even though you have great symmetry in the home-and-home home deal, you have terrible asymmetry in the way that they take a place because you have an odd number of teams. Yep. We're not going to get into the minutia of that. But the the reality is, is that this year they're going to cut uh, four games uh, from the regular season and those games primarily were selected as a result of travel costs. So it wasn't even a, a, a scheduling point uh, right. in terms of, of when they happen or whatever. Right. It was more about how, you know, where can we avoid having to fly teams, you know, at the cost of, right. of, of, of charter flights and that to save as much money as we can because we know the, the big, everybody, right? But the, the Big Sky Conference uh, has lost and, and will lose revenue as a result of the pandemic and, and all the things that have associated and gone along with that. And really, I think this is also a, a, a trying to get some measures in place with the expectation that football is not going to be nearly as much of a revenue generator as it has been in past years. Though, again, I think the expectation that football will happen is there. So this there's still a lot of unknowns. But this is one area where they said this is what we're going to do uh, within the within within the scope of the season. And just quickly from uh, Tom Wistersill, the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference himself, he says, "quote." This one-year adjustment to our conference basketball schedules is an appropriate measure that delivers significant cost savings to our member institutions while providing our basketball programs with more flexibility in their non-conference scheduling. I applaud our school's leaders for striking the right balance between providing opportunities for our student-athletes to compete while recognizing the need to make changes for the upcoming year, end quote. So, so, So there's a lot of different details here. First of all, when he says more flexibility than non-conference scheduling, simply by cutting four games, now that gives you an opportunity to play four more games. And if you're a school that needs and or wants to play money games, gives you the chance to do that. Because right. you have you have four more open dates yeah. on your schedule. So if you can go someplace and, and get paid some amount of money. And I, I want to clarify something that I, I said I don't want to misstate. I said the, the, the Big Sky Conference is, is losing revenue. Okay, that's probably true, but this is about the schools. Each individual school. The the schools are going to lose money, and the schools are the ones who pay for the travel, for whatever. So each program is saving money as a result of that. And to your point, now actually can replace those those conference games with non-conference games, which they could potentially make money on and try and, you know, get back some of what they're losing in lost revenue elsewhere. And this also helps mitigate a little bit of what we've talked about, the parallels with football. For example, Montana State hosts Portland State in their Big Sky Conference opener for football. Do you really want to bring a group of a couple hundred people from the West Coast to Bozeman, Montana in early September for a football game, given the current global state? I don't know. I don't think so. 
this eliminates basically that Montana State and Portland State will probably play in in basketball, and if they do, it's only once, so you're lessening the travel there. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Do you really want to send uh, Montana to Sac State, given the situation in California being so much different than the situation here in western Montana? I don't know, but now this way, you're, only, you're, you're eliminating those long, long trips. The other thing is that you know, Travis Secure does a good enough job fundraising internally that Montana, University of Montana men's basketball team, is able to take charters uh, quite often when it comes to road games. Brian Fish, prior, and now Danny Sprinkle, they also have some good boosters and a good way to facilitate taking a couple charter flights during the conference season. Well, and the, and and also both Coach Fish and Coach DeCure, uh, and and we'll we'll see with Coach Sprinkle as well. But the the internal fundraising certainly, but also there's differences between money games and money games, and right. when you're playing Indiana or UCLA Kentucky, or Washington, right. whatever it is. That's a big. That's a much bigger check than right. Wyoming, right or no, whatever. No, it might no be. question, no question. The other thing, though, I think that maybe gets lost is that most of the rest of the Big Sky hardly ever, and in most cases, never charters. They're flying commercial. Yeah. So when you gotta take, you gotta load up the bus with all the gear, take it to the airport. You gotta stand. I mean, think about how big of a pain in the butt it is to go on the airplane if you're just us. Oh, well, it's Not, my favorite thing. <laughs> it's because you're such a minimalist. Just, you don't have to bring your shoes or your basketball. You can just bring nothing I yourself, just, your ID. In my swim trunks and my, here's my card. Yep. That's well, it. regardless, oftentimes, <laughs> so a lot of times people say, well, oh, that would suck to ride on a bus for six to eight hours. By the time you got to get on the bus, get to the airport two hours early, get the entire team, everybody, all the equipment, everything through security. The process of flying somewhere, you know, say from Bozeman to yeah. Salt Lake, it's the exact same amount of time. So if you're a six foot 11 athlete, why wouldn't you want to just be on a bus where you maybe can stretch out your legs instead of sitting in the little commercial flight yeah. seat? I mean, if you're Devin Kirby, I think you probably like the bus trip a lot better. You know, Devin Kirby's knees are probably around his ears when he's riding on a, just oh, a commercial brutal. flight. Yeah. So I think that this makes it so there's a lot more bus trips too. And I also think that just from a team chemistry bonding perspective, a lot of times, that's when you have your most fun times. Yeah, you know, you get to go to a fun dinner, everybody together. You don't have to eat it. You know, the the drive up at the airport, or you know, the walk through in the airport is fast food or whatever. You get to actually go places, stop places, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's just a lot better. And so then it, it got me thinking: if say the Montana schools were to play a football schedule of availability, I think that would make it so that they would play a lot more opponents that I think that the common, you know, kind of just fair weather fan would be interested in. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's going to do the same thing for basketball. Like it or not, most people that like Big Sky Conference sports and most people that follow the Cats and the Grizz heavily, they most readily gravitate towards the traditional Big Sky Conference members. Washington, Idaho, the, the states of Washington, right. Idaho, Northern Portland Arizona. State's been in the league now for 27 years. Yeah. So they've kind of gotten – and, you know, Portland's close enough that – there's a little bit of, but I mean, I don't really think that anybody's going to be complaining about, oh, we only play Sac State once. Whereas people right. were complaining forever a couple years ago before they went to the 20 game schedule. And they were just playing the 18 game schedule, and you played home and homes with six teams and then the other four teams just once. And the Cats and the Grizz only played Weber State once. They only played Idaho State once. They only played Eastern Washington once. They only played Idaho once. Well, everybody in the league was like, why are we doing that? Those are all our rivals. Those are the teams we want to play. This at least gets rid of that. I just I think that even though you don't have a true round robin in this upcoming year, you don't have 
the game's missing that everybody wants. Right, because two or three years ago, uh, the Grizzlies only played Idaho once. It was in Idaho, and they lost on a, in a great game by like a point or two. You know, in overtime, deal. yeah, on a tip. And, yeah. and then it was like, okay, well, when the Big Sky Conference tournament comes around, we'll get it. And then what happened? Idaho got bounced in the first game because it all kind of fell apart for the Vandals down the stretch. Uh but that those were the air, those were the times in the teams where you're like, well, I don't want now. Is it ideal that you're not playing Sac State in the home and home? No, it isn't ideal that that isn't going to happen. But also, if it creates flexibility in the schedule, so it, here's what also isn't ideal: you play Sacramento State a second time when they've had nine days off and you've played three games in the last week, exactly, and or vice versa. Right. Like it, like it's give and take. It always yeah. happens. But but the point is is. Okay, it's great to have the second game against the same team, so then it's even in that way, but it's still not even. Exactly, and the number one argument that the coach, well, not the number one, but one of the top arguments that the coaches, both men's and women's basketball had in the Big Sky Conference, towards going to a neutral site tournament where everyone qualifies, the number one argument was, we don't want to have games that mean nothing. The game has to mean something during the regular season. And some people would argue, well, if everybody goes, and it doesn't really matter where you finish in the regular season because you can't host, then they all mean nothing. But really what they wanted to avoid was if it was the old format where eight teams make it or even the previous format where it was only six, then the last two weeks of February and the first week of March, there's a lot of times that you'd have the ninth and 10th place teams playing on a Thursday night, and that game means literally nothing. Neither team can climb high enough to make the tournament, so they don't, they're not playing for anything. That was the number one of the top arguments for moving to a neutral site. Well, I think the, the other thing that coaches have realized now is, you know, in especially like a sport like the NBA, there's, there's going to be maybe four or five games on every NBA schedule that it doesn't matter who you are unless you're an absolutely transcendent team like the Warriors several years ago where it's basically a scheduled loss. You're playing your fifth game in eight days on the road. You know, Kevin Durant tweaked his ankle last night, so he's not going to play tonight. It's a scheduled loss. You know, Greg Popovich is the master of it. He circles that game where it's your fifth game in seven days on the road on a Tuesday, and he just says, you know what, I'm giving my whole starting lineup the night off. We're going to take an L. We don't care. Pro sports is so much different, though, because those guys are still getting paid. The loss is not of consequence as much because it's such a long season. But we've seen the University of Montana, for example, in their two Big Sky Championship seasons, three and two years ago respectively, they had a loss each in each of those years that was straight up just a scheduled loss. Yeah, Like you play Northern Colorado on a Monday right after playing Cat Grizz. It's just almost impossible to win that game. Playing on at Portland State two days before Cat Grizz. I don't know how you ever even win that game, but I think what the coaches are realizing is that schedule losses are almost as detrimental as playing games that don't mean anything. Yeah, and the other thing that really mitigates this, and you touched on it a little bit, but the fact that there is, and there's still going to be, by the way, this season, they're not going to limit the the Big Sky Conference tournament. Right. All 11 teams are still going to go. So whatever you lose in terms of the four teams that you're not going to play twice that you're you know the two teams that you don't get at home that you had to go on the road and play against sure. for instance you you everybody's still going you're still going to get your look when it matters you're still going to mm-hmm. get your opportunity on the floor to go get it done and prove mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and so i think that that also like if they said we're going to doing a 16 game 16 game schedule and only eight or only six teams are going to the Big Sky Conference tournament. That wouldn't work for me all that well. Like I, I, I because because then you didn't get the 
the equity sure. of having another shot if you were to lose or whatever, or the other team didn't have a shot if they lost, whatever it is. And so the fact that everybody is still going, it's still going to be a full Big Sky Conference tournament is uh, important to me within this. And like you said, the fact that presumably we haven't seen the actual, we don't, see, we haven't seen the actual schedule yet, have we? Is it? No, out? no, no, no. Uh, but the the idea that. Montana and Montana State, they're going to play Eastern Washington twice. They're right. going to play right. Idaho and Idaho State twice. They're right. going to play, you know, probably Northern Colorado, whatever it is. That's good. I think that keeps everybody, you know, basically pacified. And to your point, if it's not Sac State or if it's not Southern Utah, well, okay, you know, you can kind of deal with that. Honestly, the, the biggest outcry against this will probably be schools like Sac State and Northern Arizona not being able to, ironically, come to the two toughest places in the league to play. Right, because it's the best experience. Like Northern Arizona have, women, yeah. for example, they averaged 250 fans last yeah, year. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, Dahlberg Arena is the toughest environment to play and definitely the most passionate fan base in the league. And that's an experience for your student-athletes, and I think especially young ladies that play at schools like that, they relish the opportunity. Yeah. And Brian Katz at Sac State, he loves bringing his team to Missoula. They've had success in Missoula before against the Grizz. And same thing with Bozeman, too. And those are the games that are probably going to disappear this year. And I think those are going to be the schools that are probably the ones that are the, the most angry. Okay. I, I just wonder this. I wonder if this then is going to set the tone then for a realignment of the Big Sky because I'm waiting for Tom Wistershill to really make some sort of a move. I'm not saying I'm encouraging him to. I just think that he has the foresight as well as the leadership abilities and the understanding of this conference to make a move that has something to do with um, with the members of the league that will leave his stamp on the league. And if we have now an experimental basketball season and perhaps a football season where there's some experimenting going on as well, maybe it's the precursor towards because again, I think that there's there's this notion that when Sac State and Portland State were added to the league, the biggest things that you heard always was the traditional Big Sky Conference members, particularly like the Montana schools, the Idaho schools, wanting those schools in the league because it gave them an opportunity to go recruit those areas when they would go play. Or they could go recruit those areas, and now you have a game on your schedule every other year where all the guys from the Sacramento area or from Southern California that are on my Montana team, now their t- their parents, their families can see them play more often than not. I think that that sort of thing is not really as consequential anymore because you can recruit guys from every. I mean, you can recruit guys straight off your phone now. That used to not be the reality. And you don't necessarily have to have that carrot of you know, every other year we're going to play in Portland because you're not, first of yeah. all, because of the unbalanced schedule. But I just wonder if this is sort of a teaser towards the realignment because to me the best big sky is the old big sky maybe keep southern utah in the mix because they are way more regionally relevant maybe northern colorado too i'm kind of here nor there with those two schools but the the uh west coast schools doing something different i don't think it would hurt the league that much i, I think that some of the internal rivalries might be missed a little bit, but it just seems like that could solve a lot of the Big Sky's problems, particularly when it comes to scheduling in both football and men's basketball. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf, and nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. 
That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. It's 2 Tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter, here's my question, though. I understand what you're saying more broadly, and you're t- talking about this generally. In basketball, though, mm-hmm. you said, okay, well, this is kind of ideal because – Maybe maybe Sacramento State or Southern Utah or Northern Arizona wants to go to Montana, Montana State to play basketball for the sake of the crowd or the, the you know, the arena or whatever it is. But like in general, like we don't we don't get here, right, the rivalry that is Southern Utah and Weber State, right? Sure. What it is to be in the state of Utah and what that means for them at that level within the Big Sky Conference, like that's a big deal. Okay. So and they're going to presumably be playing those that game twice a year in in basketball uh, uh, still. You can't though, can you just in perpetuity make it a sixteen game schedule with the same four teams only playing the once, whatever that turns out to be regionally, on and on and on? Can you? I mean that you could, but those schools aren't going to buy into it, and that's why when everybody gets well, it's going to sa- be the same for everybody. I totally agree, but all, all I'm saying is that when everybody gets the same size chair at the table, even though everybody's not bringing the same size meal to the table, then all of a sudden you, you're going to have people that are that are angry about that, and that's the situation the league's got itself into is giving everybody an equal say. I don't really know how else you do it this day and age in college athletics, but at the same time, there are schools that just have. The, the the big sky is so dissimilar in the amount of support that the schools get because you have some schools where they are the biggest show in town. You have some schools that could be but aren't, like Idaho, and then you have schools like Portland State and Sac State where it's just almost irrelevant in the place that they're at. But if you're Portland State, why would you ever agree to that? You want to play the Grizz twice. You, you just do. I don't know why you'd ever agree to not. Yeah, well, I mean, fair enough. It's 2 Tell New One. It's 1029 ESPN Radio. You can invite me to dinner. I'll bring a huge chair and no food. <laughs> Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. 
We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto Shout Out Original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Rest of the NBA season, NHL, regular season, over? Well, we'll see. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. Want to remind you again, we are open for business on our Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort Stay and Play Getaway. All you got to do is text in, text in your very best golf picture, and again, golf as loosely as interpreted as as could possibly be okay it doesn't have to be specifically on a golf course or something like that but just in general 200-8184 is the phone number 200-8184 text in your best golf photos we'll be doing this all week uh this week and into next week we'll take your best pictures that you send us and then we will send somebody over to Coeur d'Alene for an overnight at the uh, resort hotel and around a golf on the spectacular uh championship golf course yes colt before we tackle a little pro sports yes two pieces of breaking news okay one is just quick hitter is what it is the other will flesh out during tomorrow's show so first this is according to greg rochkoch of the billings gazette yep he said he uh, the billings mustangs laid off three front full-time front office employees today mm-hmm. that's from their owner he said we don't know when the mustangs are going to be able to play baseball again or under what circumstances we just don't know greg said he will have a story later on uh, that's just not good news for anybody involved in the Pioneer League, but hopefully those layoffs are not replicated in Missoula with the Paddleheads, but we will keep you up to date because we're kind of getting down to it. Well, we're less than a month away from what would be the opener of the Pioneer League, so we'll see how this all progresses. The other thing, too, within that is, is I don't know, you know, it's probably different team-to-team franchise to franchise, but there's not that many full-time employees in front offices in a Pioneer League type of setting. Exactly. Laying off three people That's is... That's like half the staff, at least. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe more. more. Yeah, yeah right. totally. The other one, and this was something we'll flesh out tomorrow because I think this is rich, juicy, ridiculous, all of the above. Stephen F. Austin got the death penalty in basketball over the weekend. Wow. Stephen F. Austin has played with 82 ineligible student-athletes over the last five years. This is a level one violation between 2013 and 2019. 82 ineligible student-athletes for a variety of sports. It sounds as if this is nothing more than an administrative error. 
Somebody was plugging the grades <laughs> in incorrectly. So we will talk about we'll talk about this on the impact it has on mid-major basketball because Stephen F. Austin has been sort of one of the front runners, uh, a team that certainly a school like the Montana wants to be like they, in terms very of winning. Successful, I mean, they've won their, two tournament yeah, yeah, games in yeah. the last six years, but they have to forfeit all those wins. They have to pay a five thousand dollar fine. They have to return fifty percent of their earnings from the 2016 NCAA tournament in which they won a game and a whole bunch of other things. It's also, but, by the way, where Carl Nicholas transferred to. And then he the also University left there again yeah. and went to somewhere, another Texas school. But this, have, this is this is impactful because of a a high-profile mid-major basketball program. It's also impactful because it's going to trickle into football as well. Stephen F. Austin has not been the power that they once were, but having an FCS school where – I mean, basically, they're probably not going to be able to offer very, they're going to have scholarship penalties for s- several years. It's an opportunity, especially for a school like Montana State or Eastern Washington that recruits in Texas to go in there and steal maybe a couple FCS guys that might have gone in state otherwise. But more than anything, I mean, come on, man. We're talking about an administrative error that gets a small, inconsequential school like Stephen F. Austin, the death penalty, whereas North Carolina has fake classes. They got I, fake I, degrees. I, I, I want to hear more. We'll, I just we'll, want to we'll hear flesh, more. We'll flush it out tomorrow. All I'm saying I've, is... I've heard of administrative errors before that turned out to be millions sure. of dollars in the pockets of some certain individuals. All, all, all I'm saying is, is, regardless, no matter what violations Stephen F. Austin committed, I just find it... I just find it ridiculous that they are the ones getting the death penalty when we've had just a massive FBI instigated wiretapping scandal with coaches directly paying players. We'll get into it tomorrow. I just think that this is just another example of the NCAA dropping the hammer on somebody that doesn't make them a ton of money so that it looks like they regulate this kind of stuff while letting schools like Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and everybody else just... Go along their merry way. I have no comment at this time. I need to learn more. It's 2 Tell and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, Coulter, let's start with Damian Lillard. I think this means that nothing else is going to get spoken about for the rest of the show, but that is okay. Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, notably Big Sky Conference graduate, uh, alum, is a basketball player. You may be aware of this. He's in the NBA. He is a good basketball player for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he told Yahoo Sports today uh, that depending on the way in which basketball returns, he's not interested in playing. This is not a health concern. It's a competition concern. He said the following, quote, if we come back and they're just like, we're adding a few games to finish the regular season and they're throwing us out there for meaningless games and we don't have a true opportunity to get into the playoffs. I'm going to be with my team because I'm a part of the team, but I'm not going to be participating. I'm telling you that right now. He goes on to say, we had fought ourselves back into a position to get a spot. We had our starting center and starting power forward coming back. We had a lot to look forward to and for a great season. Now they're healthy and we have some extra time to train and rehab while everybody's rusty. So now they won't be coming back as as the only rusty players. And if everybody's rusty, we can come in here and beat everybody, end quote. Um. Portland, if you're wondering, is three and a half games behind Memphis for the eighth seed in the West. Memphis is like seven games beyond uh, past the seventh seed. So it's a two-horse race for the eighth and final spot, basically, between the Memphis Grizzlies and Portland Trailblazers. Three and a half games back, 16 games remaining, if it was to be to, to, to get to the full 82. Uh, 
Colton, you and I have said, I mean, we don't think that the idea that you're going to finish out a regular season and then play a full postseason going into when would have already been the start of supposedly next season for the NBA would is is reasonable. I am certainly on record as saying I think the regular season is over for the NBA at this point in time. I think they go right into the playoffs in some way. Maybe I'm wrong about that. What do you think, though, about Damian Lillard going, no, 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 no. If you aren't giving us an honest opportunity to get back into it with the guys that we've had out that are finally back and ready to go, then I don't want to hear about so, it. So what is? He, I guess I don't understand what he's saying. What does he want? To be the honest opportunity. Well, I would think the honest opportunity was you got 16 games left on your so schedule. He's saying and you're if, so he's saying if they only play a couple regular season games to get in the playoffs, then he's not playing. He, he said he wants a all few the, meaningless games. Is what he said. So he wants all the games or none or none of the games, right? He wants to play the full 16 to get them back. That's that's or my none impression. Them, right? I mean, here's here's what I would like. If the idea is that you're going to come back and you're going to every team is going to play five games. That's a twofold reason why you would do something like that, okay, before the playoffs. The first one is obvious to get games played for the players, right? To get right. out there and go, okay, we're back on the floor, we're back going at it, high level competition, knock the rust off, which is one thing he referred to. The other reason is money for the, all the teams, right? So that the, the teams, Portland players, Trailblazers, yep. they have their TV, you know, contract or whatever. You got five more, and I'm making the number five up, okay, but whatever it is. You got those games, but it's not, it's not actually going to change anything about who's getting into the postseason or whatever it might be. And he's saying, look, man, I've been sitting out this long. You want me to come back, play five games, and then be done again? No, I'm good. I Here's what I'd say. I think the majority of players want to come back. I think Damian Lillard wants to come back. But when he contextualizes like that, I understand where he's coming from. Like I, I, I would not begrudge him for saying, "Right, you're not going to just wheel us out here and make you know make a few more bucks for for whoever at potentially health risk, but more than that, at just f- for no reason for us playing what are tantamount to preseason games where we don't actually get a chance to do what I he's obviously a firm believer that they can do right. when they're at full health. Well, and they are certainly a team who has not been at full health. And that's the year. thing is they have the biggest argument of maybe any team in the entire NBA in terms of what they haven't been. They were the three seed last year. Right. They are in ninth right now. Yep. They if they could get back to full health, if Yusuf Nurkic could get back and Zach Collins could get back and Roddy Hood could get back, you add those three to Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, Hassan Whiteside, you know, Gary Trent Jr., Nasir Little, now all of a sudden that's one of the deepest teams in the West. Right. Now all of a sudden that's that's a top six or seven NBA team. Are they going to go win the finals? No. But could they could they get into the playoffs as well as then win a playoff series? Absolutely well, they could. Well, first of all, if they could win a playoff series, they would be beating the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, so that's... What if they got up to the seventh no, spot? No, there's no chance. They're like 10 games out of the seventh but they spot. they can't get to the, Okay. No chance. Well, then they're not going to do it. They're, they're not going to beat the but Lakers. But here's what I love. Lillard doesn't believe you. Well, but that's because... He, why would he? He's he a first... Sh- well, he shouldn't. He's a first-team All-NBA player. I mean, last year during the playoffs, there was a moment where we were sitting there debating. We're like, well, is this guy the best guard in the league? I mean, straight yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, he he made he made some good arguments. I mean, there was a moment in time where he, I mean, he, I, he, I mean, again, he's been first team All NBA two out of the last three years. So again, he, he can think he can he has absolute affirmation for thinking that he could lead them 
in the playoff, into the playoffs, and then to a playoff series victory. I he, again, the quote, which I think is is so good. We had fought ourselves back into a position to get a spot. We had our starting center and starting power forward coming back, so we had a lot to look forward to for a great season for a, for a great reason. Now they're healthy and have extra time to train and rehab. while everybody's rusty. So now we won't come back as the only rusty players. And if everybody's rusty, we can come here, can't come in here and beat everybody. Beautiful. That's why Dame's one of the best, man. The best. Because he's unabashedly confident, cocky. I love it. I, I, so what do you think? What do you think they should do? Should they just play a couple games to get back in the playoffs? Or should they play the full 16 and then the playoffs? No, they should go straight into the playoffs. They have to play games. But they shouldn't be, quote, regular season games. games. You said they, they should just play just, some exhibition You games. come back and right. you and get and your so, runs in and you get ready to go and then you go, okay, here we go, 1v8 from Orlando, Florida. And so then if you ask me what I think of Lillard saying this, I say I agree with him. Totally. If if that's what it's going to be. But in my scenario, he wouldn't. they wouldn't be coming back. The Blazers are out. So you're saying they just play exhibition games with the playoff teams? That's right. So the playoff teams each get three exhibition well, games. Are they playing each well, other? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How does it work? What I would, you know, what I would say. And maybe this is a cop out. I would ask the players, "What do you need but what to if be ready?" What to if go? you're a team like the Suns or the Hawks, who who are never in it, mm-hmm. but have good, really good, really young cores? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to? I mean, if you could just get like a little two week summer league type stretch in where you could play three games a week. Why wouldn't you want Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton to play against the Lakers just to give them a tune, but then to just see how it goes, sure. too? And and if you want to do, I mean, I, I don't, I I couldn't foresee a scenario from a basketball standpoint where you know uh, uh, they would say no, you know, where Adam Silver would ban some team from doing that. You want to bring another team in and have your runs or whatever it is, but you tell me what you need to get going. Do you need actual games where where we got? And I I think by the way, it's not just about players. You know who else? Officials, they need to get back in sure. there and stand on the floor and, and feel it again and get back into what it is. Like, you, you don't just right. walk out and do that. I, I would expect that if the NBA is going to come back, we would get some sort of uh, condensed what, what we have right now in Montana with the phase one, phase two, phase three. I expect some sort of announcement like that mm-hmm. from the NBA within the week saying, hey, here's the deal. We're going to get... You can have 10 guys at practice, and then all of a sudden you can have your whole team practice. Then we're going to have these games. I think they'll have a plan and a schedule if we're going to have the NBA coming back because not only are you going to need some exhibition games to knock off the rust, you're going to have to have several weeks' worth of practice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to get The worst-case scenario here would be the league rushing this all back and then having superstars getting hurt. Well, yeah. yeah. Or even just one. Like, if you had one dude, if you just have Russell Westbrook, for example, who hasn't played forever, but he has no gear but 10th gear – if he just comes down and tears his knee, that's hor- that's a horrendous thing for the NBA. It is. I also, I mean, even within the context of everything that that we've been going, and even even guys that are living in New York City, right, for instance, and 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 absolutely quarantined and stuck where they are, I just gotta think like they have the resources to be able to do what they need to do physically. I think the rust isn't a physical rust. Maybe some of the conditioning stuff. But I think the rust is a basketball rust. I think the rust is is your shooting touch or your you know your real live coming off a screen type of. St- it, I think that's the stuff where it shows up. I don't I don't think that the injuries are the most worrisome part of this, though. They're not not nothing. That is for sure. Sutel Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. On the other side, 
We're either going to do the NHL or the match two or both. We'll see what we have time for. We'll do it right after this. Hey, the past few weeks, they felt maybe like you're stepping in a huge pile of poo. Well, guess what? Thanks to Montana Pooper Scoopers, at least you can avoid the poo in your yard with their weekly dog pick waste removal. None of us wants to deal with dog waste in the backyard. That is for sure. So visit Montana Pooper Scoopers to find out how you can get set up for a weekly waste removal or a one-time pickup. Service in Missoula and Lolo, Montana Pooper Scoopers takes care of the job that no one in the family wants to do. Online at MontanaPooperScoopers.com. Right now, you mention this ad, you get 25 bucks off your initial service online. Go there now, MontanaPooperScoopers.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. So you think you can tell happened this weekend that were sporty in nature. It was nice. It's 2TEL Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi. How are you? Great to be with you. Uh, If you would uh, like to listen to this show and you missed part of it or you just want to hear it again or you got friends well that you want to send it to, then thank you. You can do it on the podcast, 2TEL Nuanas podcast, available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Search, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. The podcast brought to us by Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Uh, Coulter, I, we got time for one. So do you want to do match. the match? Yep. Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. It made me so very happy that the first shot that Peyton Manning hit was a relief-taking stroke penalty unplayable in the bushes. <laughs> and it made me so very happy to see Tom Brady shoot about a 40 through eight holes. Oh, no, it was worse. I think he shot a, I think he shot a 49 on the front. Okay, so okay, and, so and, 40 and, through seven holes. And, and that's with uh, birdie. But here's the thing. It didn't make me happy because I don't like these or whatever. It's, it's, I don't even want to watch them fail. I just want to feel equal for one day to Tom Brady. But you know what? He couldn't even give me that because even after the horrendous golfing that he was doing. And by the way, he's got a great swing, doesn't he? A nice, slow, silky well, back you can and definitely through. Tell like, that, you can definitely tell that both Tom and Peyton invested in lessons Somewhere along the lines, but also have been being coached leading up to this. Well, certainly, thing I mean, because it, they both have nice swings. I mean, great. Of course they do. They're both amazing athletes. That's what's so funny is Peyton Manning kind of has this like bobblehead looking long yeah, neck, yeah, but then yeah. you see him in his golf clothes, you're like, well, this guy's a stud. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> straight to strap. You know, what I mean, like well, when he's walking on his calves, you're like, whoa, okay, Peyton, you're and, looking good. And dude. of course, even even Tom Brady, who could have gone out and scored a hundred. 
doesn't even do us the favor of scoring a proper 100. He's got to go out there and hole out a, not just a birdie that goes in, a straight knock it tight, run it past, spin it back into the dead center of the cup birdie. And then he starts in on Charles Barkley, which was so good. So that was great. I thought some of the mic'd up stuff worked. I thought some of it didn't. I think a lot of it was because it was a torrential downpour for some of the thing. But uh, it was spectacular. But here's the thing about all this. Tiger Woods and 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 Peyton Manning are up three at the turn. Yep. Then they go to the alternate ball, and there's a couple of very near misses that get it back to one. They're playing match play, so it's just by the hole, not by the stroke. Yep. And you know who won that tournament? Peyton Manning yep. won that round of golf. He got up there where t- they took Tiger's tee because why wouldn't you? And then he gets up there and somehow or another, Pey- Phil Mickelson hit a ball on a par four off a blind tee to three feet of the hole. It landed three feet from the hole on the green. So shut up to me about I'm close to going pro. He's 50 years old, 291 out, puts it three feet. Now it rolls off the green, but just off. Peyton Manning now has to hit. It's not a hard shot, but it's still you got to get up there and hit a second shot. And he puts it to like five feet. It's like a it's like a a, a a very easily makeable birdie or whatever it is for Tiger Woods, and they just got to get up and down. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that's still the hole where Tom Brady actually hit in the two, right? Didn't he make the eagle because right, he put right. it in from just off the green anyway? Yeah, yeah. But Peyton Manning hole, right? made shots after shot where you're like, well, he's just got, he's got to hit one bad ball, put one into the weeds. My three favorite parts of this. First of all, yes. how hilarious it was, how bad both Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were early. You could tell they've never played golf They were on very camera. nervous. Yes. Super nervous. Yes. They were trying too hard. My second favorite part, though, is regardless of what you think of either of those guys personality-wise, first of all, I thought Peyton was the star of the whole thing. He was hilarious the whole time. You knew he was going to be. Yeah. I thought Tiger couldn't even be bothered on the back nine. He was, they didn't even show him, really, in terms of talking. But he... I mean, he just went to that place. Like, he's between he did, the ropes. but you could also tell that he was... Here's the difference between Tiger and Phil. Phil can straight swing from the heels 365 days a year. He, that, he plays golf the same way every time he plays golf, whereas Tiger has to be in tour condition. Yeah. I don't know if his back was hurting him or what, but he was not doing the full wind-up, uncork, you know, I'm just destroying myself from shoulder to knee, yeah. Tiger Woods. He was taking easier swings. He still hits it a mile and a half, but you could tell he wasn't in tour condition. Yeah. But I thought it was so interesting, regardless of what you think of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, the heart of a champion cannot be denied no matter what sport you're playing. When it came down to it, when you had to hit the shots, they when it did. was on the back nine, they both did. Yes, they And did. they both answered the bell. Yeah. But absolutely the best part of the whole thing was pre-Tom Brady rolling in the eagle – the point where he almost became catatonic, yeah. and when they would go to his <laughs> mu- when his they were, when they would go to the mics, you'd have twenty or thirty seconds worth of blank yes. because Tom Brady's just lighting up the mic, just every swear word in the book. Can't, I mean, he you know he was just you could it would be a thirty second long beep if you were beeping it out. Yes, and that was that was the best part is watching the Golden Boy. It humanized him. You tweeted about it. I thought it was a great tweet. I mean, it humanized these guys so much. Watching the guy who who is one of the greatest athletes of our generation just erode and just be so mad, it just made me feel so good. Golf it, is the great equalizer, man. It, it you is. get out there and you can go from euphoria, from, from straight ire to euphoria in the matter of one swing. I mean, that's the way, you know. 
It's the way the game works. It was fun, though. I thought it was a lot of fun. Again, I think I think this is right. I think that they had the highest rating for any cable golf event ever. It is. It was. It was ever. It had almost as high ratings as The Last Dance. How about that? It's remarkable. I mean, it, it, on one hand, it makes sense because not really a lot of competition. But also, I mean, that and was also great. because of gambling. This is going to keep going. This is going to keep going. This match, they're going to redo this thing. We're going to get into the NHL stuff tomorrow, okay? Uh, it will uh, it will still be there for us on a Wednesday afternoon. Boys and girls, have a wonderful day. Appreciate each and every one of you. Have an outstanding evening. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. It's 2Tell Nuanas. Again, 208-184. Text us your best golf picture. 208-184 for your opportunity to go to the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort. Stay in play. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.